<laughs> Haven't you enjoyed Daniel? Hadn't he been a blessing? I tell you, Daniel's been a super blessing. He, it's just amazing. In four or five months, he has made a huge difference in this school. Uh, and just, I'm really excited. Uh, some of you don't know, but Charlie and Jill LeBlanc are great friends of mine. They travel with us, and they started ministering last year and tried to have a uh, school of worship and music ministry here, and they did a great job. I appreciate them, but it was just more than what they could handle. They lost uh, a son, and uh, they were commuting back and forth between St. Louis, and they had to bow out. And you know what? I told them, I said, look... Uh, you know, God's kingdom isn't limited to one person. Don't worry about me. You do what you got to do. But I honestly thought, what's this going to do to me? <laughs> but you know what? I, we heard this testimony today. Kent Henry called Daniel and gave him a prophecy about opening up doors and commanding the doors to open. And within two weeks, I called Daniel. And Daniel has come. And I tell you, we haven't dropped a thing. If anything, I believe he's raised it to the next level. Everything is awesome, and it is just amazing how God can get his kingdom done. So we praise God for Daniel Amstutz. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Andrew. And I praise God for all of you. I'm telling you what, this is so exciting to be able to come together for an event like this and to have so many of my friends in ministry uh, here as a part of this, uh, hearing Angel tonight and, and just hearing the heart uh, of the Lord coming out from her as she ministers and that voice. You know, I, I just wish you'd take some lessons. <laughs> you know? Oh, my goodness. I mean, what a voice. Amen? And uh, my voice teachers here from uh, Tulsa ORU days and a part of the conference. And Kent Henry is here. Oh, my gosh, it's awesome to have you here, Kent. Praise God. My voice teacher right there in the lime green. Right there. <laughs> I'm telling you, it is awesome. And I think part of what's happening, what we sense here, is that connection with relationship that's already here. Here Joe sits on the front row. I'm telling you, we go back to 1985. Joe was my keyboard player in 1985 for many, many years. He was a student at ORU and uh, wanted to get involved in the church. And he came and got involved. And it was absolutely huge what God did through him. And now he's with uh, Daystar Television as the musical director. And uh, his ministry is just exploding all over the world. And uh, I'm telling you, it's just amazing to see how God connects us by his spirit. Praise God. And, you know, I want to talk to you tonight about a better way to worship. Because that's why we named the conference what we named it. Because in Hebrews, it says that we are under a better covenant. Amen? And if we're under a better covenant... We have better promises. But here's what happens. Most of the worship community goes back to the old covenant and they begin to pattern all of their worship after an old covenant. And if you go back to Deuteronomy 28, and we talk a lot about the blessings, but you know what we don't talk about so much are the curses in Deuteronomy 28. You're blessed coming in, you're blessed going out, you're blessed, you're blessed, you're blessed. Remember that old song, by the way? I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. Yeah, it was kind of nice to forget it, but anyway. Um. <laughs> but what we don't talk about so much are the curses. 
But here's the deal, guys. That Deuteronomy 28 covenant is not our covenant. It is not our covenant. It's all based on your obedience or your disobedience. So when it comes to worship, when we gather together as a congregation, we many times base our response on what we've done and what we haven't done. And we approach God like this. Well, God, I I prayed for an hour this morning, so surely you got to move in this place. I did something to get you to move. So move. (laughs) Or, I really meant to pray, but you know, I forgot to pray this morning. And, uh, well, let me just do it real quick here so you can move tonight. Praise God. Okay, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. All right, praise God. Now you can move. Come on. And we go through these activities that we're putting ourselves right back under the law again because it's based on what we do and what we don't do in order to get God to move. But you know what? That's not our covenant. We're under a better covenant with better promises. And aren't you glad? Because under the old covenant, you would have had to have brought a heifer in the back of your station wagon tonight. And I don't know about you, but if you've ever tried to get a heifer in the back of one of those, it's really not fun. (laughs) And under this better covenant, you know what kind of sacrifice we bring? Absolutely. No wonder it's a better covenant. Heifer or praise? (laughs) Hallelujah. So when I began to think about this whole process of this better covenant and what it looks like and what it sounds like, Man, I started getting super excited. But even more than that part of it, I want to just briefly say that I could never do tonight what I'm doing and what we're doing in this conference if it wasn't for this man right here. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. Because I've, I told Tracy, we've had so many conversations about, since I've been on staff, January 10th was my first full-time day. Uh, praise God. Amen. But we've had so many conversations at home as we've talked about uh, these teachings that Andrew has brought forth from revelation, not from information. How many of you there's a difference? Lots of people teach from information, but not so many people teach from revelation. And there's book after book after book, year after year after year of ministry. And these resources are available to the body of Christ. And you know what? I've known Andrew since the late 70s, uh, mid-70s even, I think. And uh, he is one of the most giving people and giving ministries I have ever known in my life. I knew back in the 70s when he was giving cassettes away. Remember those days? How many of you are old enough to remember eight tracks? Okay, we won't go there. Never mind. But I remember when he was, was giving cassettes away in ministry by the thousands, and nobody at that time was doing that. And people were like, what are you doing? Well, see, God gave him a revelation. And that revelation has just exploded into all these various books and, and uh, revelation that talks about how God loves you. And I love what happens at Karis Bible College because when you come to school here, many times you sort of have this attitude, depending on how much of the teaching you've heard of, I know that. God loves me. Of course he loves me. He loves the whole world. Jesus loves me. This. 
I know that already. Can we move on to something bigger? And then you begin to hear teaching from this man about the love of God and other teachers who are of like calling, like heart, like anointing. I mean, you know, and all of a sudden you realize it's like you have never heard the love of God until now. Something so basic becomes so powerful. Righteousness, what does that look like? What, is that, what does that whole piece look like? And you begin to understand on a whole new level. Well, see, I believe that's what God wants to do in worship. But it's got to be built upon a solid foundation. Because if we don't build it upon the Word of God, we're going to do what we've already done, and that's get squirrely. How many know we had enough squirrely? No squirrely. Be a great bumper sticker. I mean, I, I'm, I'm just old enough. I just turned 60 this year. And uh, I've been around the body of Christ long enough to have seen some stuff. Do you know what I'm saying? Come on, you know what I'm saying? And we have seen some squirrely stuff in the body of Christ. And frankly, I don't want to see any more. It's time for us to grow up. Amen. It's time for us to grow up in worship. Praise God. But if we're putting ourselves under an old covenant, how are we ever going to grow up? Instead, we're just going to blow up because we can never put ourselves under that covenant and live with the curses of that covenant because that covenant is not for us. So when we come to worship God, we've got to understand that how we make this approach has to be by God's plan, by God's design and not by something that once was, but no longer is for us. For years and years, I used to have this sort of fantasy. I was sharing this at campus days about how the glory of God would, would roll in. Because, you know, for a worship leader, uh, Rich and Dorothy are here. Where are you guys? Rich and Dorothy. There you are over there. My, my friends, uh, who we met years and years ago in Kansas and uh, ministered in their church in eastern Colorado. And we used to stay up late at night talking about the glory of God and the glory of God manifesting. And what does it look like? And how is it really going to happen? And I remember thinking about this glory of God thing. And I'm like, man, Jesus, you know, I know you said we're under a better covenant, but you and I, we need to talk. You ever get that way with God? I get that kind of furrowed brow look, you know? kind of happens naturally right now, but you know, I told Tracy this thing right here, if it gets any deeper, I can plant a seed in there and grow a garden. I get this furrow brow thing with God and I'm like, you and I got to talk. I said, you said we're under a better covenant, but I go back to the Chronicles passage and some of these other passages. And I find out when the temple was dedicated they had worship that was pretty amazing from the sound of it, from what I'm reading. I mean, I wasn't there, but it sounds like it was pretty awesome. And when the singers, the instrumentalists were one and they dedicated the temple, the glory of God manifested in such a way that the priests couldn't even what? They couldn't even stand up because the glory of God was so great. And I'm like, so where is it? We sang in the key of A flat last week, and you never even showed up. I mean, if the singers and the musicians were going to be as one, that would have been the week to show up, Lord. 
And I'm hearing these stories about the glory cloud rolling in from the back of the auditorium. And I'm thinking, wow, you know what? I don't know what it was like back in Chronicles, but it must have been pretty amazing when that glory cloud came and it was so strong that the priest couldn't even stand up. And I'm having this whole picture and all of a sudden I hear the Spirit of God speak to me and he says, Daniel, wake up! I'm like, okay, uh, what? And he goes, don't you know you're under a better covenant? I said, yes, that's what I'm talking to you about. I said, you said it was better, but I'm not seeing the glory of God manifested. So if the glory of God was so great that they couldn't even stand up and we're under a better covenant, where is it? And Jesus clearly spoke to me and he said, it's in you. Why are you waiting for it to roll in? I'm waiting for you to let it out. Woo! Hallelujah! Glory to God. And you know what? Something began to stir in me and I began to realize, oh God, there's a whole different thing here. I started crying. I said, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me for teaching from this Old Testament model so many people. And, and you know, I mean, we just, we grow in God. How many know that? You know, as we go in God, we grow in God and everything in God is progressive. And God's bringing us into the revelation of the image of Christ. And so I said, Lord, I would love to be a part of bringing this revelation to the body of Christ and being able to communicate this to a wider uh, group of people, if you will. And God said, that's exactly what I'm calling you to do. Praise God. So this is such an honor for me to be with you tonight and to be able to share with you uh, from the word of God, because I believe that God wants to uh, take worship to a whole new level. And it's not like it's new, but... It's going to be new for us. Amen. Because I believe that many people in our generation today uh, have no idea how to move in the Holy Spirit when it comes to worship. We've replaced the Holy Ghost with cool. Come on. We've replaced the Holy Spirit with cool. And God is not pleased with cool. So what does it look like? Well, that's what we're going to unpack. What does it sound like? Is there a sound? Hmm. I think so. Blessed are the people who know the, who know the joyful sound. They'll walk, O oh Lord, in the light of your countenance. Psalm 89, 15. Woo. What does it sound like? What does it look like? See, we've been looking external. God's saying, no, you need to look internal. Now, let's look at some scriptures, because we need to unpack this from the Word of God. Turn with me to Galatians chapter 3, and let's look at Galatians 3.13. See, we put ourselves under this old covenant, and you know what? The old covenant is not for us. Why? Because it's old. There's a new one. And it's a better one. Man, oh man, oh man. Galatians 3.13. Christ has redeemed us from what? Having become a curse for us. 
For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Hallelujah. So we have been redeemed from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. Jesus said, I have redeemed you so that the blessing of Abraham might come on you as a Gentile in Christ Jesus, that we would receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Turn over to Hebrews chapter 8 and look at verse 6. And I'm reading out of the New King James, by the way, uh, tonight. Hebrews 8 and verse 6 says, Now he has obtained a more excellent ministry inasmuch as he is also mediator of a better covenant, which was established on what? Better promises. Look over at Galatians chapter 4. We're just going to look at a few scriptures tonight. Is that okay? All right. Amen. Galatians chapter 4, and look at verse 4. It says, But when the fullness of time had come, how many know there's something about the timing of the Lord? And the fullness of time. See, I couldn't have made this thing happen a year ago by me being here. It just wasn't time. But the fullness of time, all the things that needed to come together came together, and here I am. And in the fullness of time, God brought you to this seminar. You're not here by mistake. This is strategic that you're here. If there was ever a time that we needed fathers and mothers in the body of Christ, it is now, especially in the world of worship. Amen. We have so many orphans and so many slaves who are working in the world of worship. And God's calling us to be sons and daughters living in the Father's house. Hallelujah. And now is the hour for the sons and the daughters and the hearts of the fathers to all be turned toward one another. And I'm telling you what, this whole thing of worship only being applicable for people who are in their 20s is a lie. God's calling us into a multicultural, multi-generational. I'm telling you, this thing is powerful. People in their 20s and younger, do they have a place? You better believe they have a place. And it's up to us who are fathers and mothers to help them and to reach out a hand and say, I believe in you. Come on, let's do this together. But there's also a place for the 89-year-old student who's in Bible school. And we can't say to the 89-year-olds, you know what, you're no longer relevant. You don't count. Just shut up and pay your tithes. I'm just saying. See, if all we ever sing are just the latest and the newest of the songs, what about songs like Amazing Grace that great-grandma really loved? See, we leave her out of the picture because she's not relevant anymore, so we, we, we replace her with cool. Now, is there anything wrong with new songs? No, in fact, I love them. I'm writing them. Other people are writing them. The Word of God says, sing a new song unto the Lord. Praise God. But we've got to do this accepting and embracing the body of Christ as it is. I, I liken it to Thanksgiving table. Everybody has a place at Thanksgiving table. When we, when we sit out at Thanksgiving, grandma's there, grandpa's there, aunts and uncles are there, nieces and nephews are there. Everybody has a place. We don't say to grandma, you're so old. Would you just eat in the other room, grandma? 
you're so irrelevant. <laughs> Grandma, I'm sorry, you're just not cool anymore. <laughs> Besides that, you smell. <laughs> just, just leave already. Would we ever say that? But see, in the body of Christ, there's so many people who don't feel like they have a place anymore. They feel like their church has been taken away. And so now we have contemporary worship services, and now we have traditional worship services. So now the church is becoming even more divided over worship instead of unified in worship. Hallelujah! God's got a better plan. It's a better way to worship. It's the body of Christ coming together where everybody has a place. Everybody has something to give. Everybody has something to say. But we've got to realize that it's a better covenant that's going to release all of this. Praise God. I think I'm excited about this. Galatians chapter 4. Look at this. In the fullness of time, what happened? In the fullness of time, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, hmm, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as what? Sons. And because you are sons, God sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out what? Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. You know, slaves work to belong. They strive to be approved. Orphans are always looking for where they connect. And they mistrust spiritual authority. Think about this in the world of worship. We have a lot of worship leaders who are worshiping from a slave mentality. Let me entertain you. Right? We say it's not about me, but it really is all about me. Because, you know, Andrew has a joke that we kind of talk about privately, and I think he won't mind me saying it, but, you know, the joke is how many worship leaders does it take to change a light bulb? One, because they think the whole world revolves around them. Come on. So what are we talking about? We're talking about sons and daughters who know they belong, who've been bought by the blood of the Lamb, and they're living in the Father's house. They are not slaves. They are not orphans. They are not ministering out of their brokenness. They are not ministering out of a slave mentality to try to impress you in order to belong. They're not ministering out of somebody who can't submit to authority. So every place they go, they're like a wreck waiting to happen. No, they're sons, they're daughters. They're living in the Father's house. And in this place is the place of grace. It's the place of belonging. It's the place where the Spirit of God can begin to arise and flow out of us in rivers of living water. Whoo, glory to God. Turn with me to Colossians chapter 1. Man, I'm, I, you know what? I am so grateful in the fall that I have a whole year to unpack this stuff. Because when we begin our classes in September, it'll be our first classes of the new school of worship. And uh, we're going to unpack this whole thing for weeks and weeks and weeks. And I have three times to minister to you during this conference. 
and others are going to be ministering, obviously, as well. And so I've, I've been praying, and Tracy and I have been talking about this. And uh, by the way, I forgot to introduce her, but I would love for her to just stand. Some of you met her last night. But this is my lovely bride, Tracy. And I sure love her and appreciate her. We just celebrated our 34th anniversary together. Praise God. And, you know, there's something about wives of preachers. They get to hear all the teaching kind of hashed out many times. Isn't that true? You know, you come home and you kind of talk about it with your wife and, you know, and you walk through that whole process, you know. And uh, I'm going to minister on this tomorrow morning, I think, a little bit. But uh, I remember coming uh, in Tulsa. We were in the kitchen one time and, and I was telling Tracy, I said, where is the heart? And she just looked at me like, What? And I had just come out of my study, and I was, I was studying about spirit, soul, and body. And by the way, Andrew teaches this. He's one of the only people I know that teaches it like I also believe it. And when I read his book on spirit, soul, and body recently, I'm like, this is just amazing. I mean, once again, it's confirmation. So we can build and go and just do what God's going to do here. Praise God. Instead of trying to undo all a whole bunch of other stuff to try to get to where you need to be. And I said... You know, I was trying to figure out where, you know, there's spirit, soul, and body, but this whole element of the heart, I mean, what is that exactly? You know, is it always spirit in scripture? Is it sometimes spirit? Is it sometimes soul? Is it sometimes both? And I'm in this whole mode of kind of figuring it out. And I'm like, you know, when people talk about getting it down in their heart, they always do this thing. You know, remember Brother Hagin years ago talking about this? He'd walk around and say, just get it in your heart. And I'm like, it must be down somewhere in your gut. I don't know exactly where it is, but it must be somewhere down here. You know, and I came out and I said to Tracy, where is the heart? And she goes, Daniel, I really don't care. Just use it. I mean, sometimes we just get so absorbed in our revelation that we think we're getting at the time, you know? But this whole spirit, soul, and body thing was huge to me. I'm trying to figure this whole thing out. And I'm praying, and I'm praying in tongues, and I'm just seeking God, you know? And I'm like, man, God, what is this whole thing about? Look at this in the Colossians chapter 1. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Colossians chapter 1. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start at verse... 26. The mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations has now been revealed to the saints, to them, to us. God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory, mm, the glory, the riches of the glory. The riches of the glory. Solomon, priest couldn't stand up. Hmm. Old glory, new glory. The riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we preach. Hallelujah. Christ in you, the hope of glory. 
Old Testament says there's going to come a day when the glory of God is going to cover the earth like the waters cover the sea. How's that going to happen? I, I got news for you, honey. It ain't going to be through a cloud. The glory of God being covering the earth is going to come out from us. Christ in us, the hope of glory. See, we've been, we've been waiting for this cloud thing in worship way too long. I'm telling you, it's an old covenant. Just, just forget about it. We got something way better than the cloud. We got Christ in us, who is the hope of glory. And as we allow that glory to arise and manifest from it, this thing was a mystery to the people of the old covenant. They had no idea. So what we find out, look over with me at Ephesians chapter 1. Because what we find out here is something really powerful about the glory of God. Ephesians chapter 1, and look at verse 6. You know this passage so well. I love this prayer. We pray this a lot. But I'm just going to pull verse 6 out because of time. It says, to the praise of the glory of his grace. You want to know where the glory is? It's in the grace of God. Ha ha! Oh yeah! You know what? When you walk into an atmosphere of legalism and you put, you, you put, you put yourself under an old covenant, you go into that atmosphere of legalism, I'm telling you there will not be an ounce of anointing flowing in that place. Doesn't mean that it isn't in you because the anointing is within us. But what happens is all that legalism binds us up because we think we've got to go through all this stuff to try to get God to move. But the truth is that the glory of God that's in us is released through the grace of God. And as we sing with grace in our hearts, that anointing just begins to flow up out of us and fill the atmosphere of wherever we are. Man, I t- you talk about transformation. See, if worship doesn't transform you, something's not right. Worship should always be transformational, not just inspirational. Worship's not a style. It's a lifestyle. Amen? So I'm thinking about this whole picture and how grace is where the glory is. And man, I'm just, you know... And the Spirit of God began to speak to me, and he said, Daniel, the place has changed. That's what's changed about New Testament worship. It's no longer in that old place called the temple. Jesus said in John 4, 23 and 24, now the hour is when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Amen? So now we're not going back to a place anymore. We are the place. Amen? The place is us. We are the temple. We are the tabernacle. You say, well, I knew that. Well, then why were you waiting for the glory to show up? See? When we come to worship, why are we waiting for the worship leader to finally get us into the Holy of Holies? That's where we live. That's where we start. That's not where we're trying to end up. That's where we live. So the Spirit of God began to minister to me, and he said, Daniel, here's the deal. He said, both this happens privately or individually, and it happens publicly in a worship service. What we end up doing is we end up filling our soul realm with stuff. And we're going to talk mostly about spirit realm tonight, because uh, we're going to deal with soul realm more tomorrow. 
because the two really do work beautifully together. But we have to understand this because anything activated from the soul is going to be a counterfeit. Did you hear me? Anything activated from the soul will be a counterfeit. It has to be activated by the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost is wall to wall on the inside of your spirit once you are born again. You're not going to get any more of God than you already have the minute you're born again. You've got as much of God as you're ever going to have in your spirit man. Man, if we had time to unpack this tonight, uh, I just want to encourage you to get some of Andrew's material because I don't have time to unpack it tonight. But I want to tell you that when we activate from the realm of the soul, we end up producing a counterfeit. And in the counterfeit is all kinds of funky stuff that opens up the door for the enemy, who just happens to be heaven's former worship leader. What a concept. Think about it. The last thing he wants you to do is live from the power of the Holy Ghost within you, letting it fill up your soul realm and coming out of your physical body and letting it flow like rivers of living water. That's the last thing he wants you to get. Because if he can keep you in this realm of human activity and living under the law and just trying to get to God and bless God and produce something for God because, you know, it just takes your effort to get God to move. We're not going to experience the grace of God. We're not going to experience the anointing. We're not going to experience the glory of God being made manifest. But all of that happens from the Holy Ghost energy in our spirit that flows through our soul and then ultimately through our body. So we're going to talk about that whole process of what that looks like and how that actually works. But God began to speak to me and he said, here's what happens on an individual private basis. We end up filling our soul with stuff. It becomes counterfeit. It's stuff like TV. Is there anything wrong with TV? Well, maybe. I like when Andrew says, you know, watching as the stomach turns. And then, you know, what's up with this? We talked about this at healing school. You know, how many commercials do you see, even just watching a sweet little movie, you know, that are dealing with medications that you cannot live without? You know what I'm saying? So you spend time filling your soul with all this stuff. And because we fill it with stuff, we don't have room for the Holy Ghost to fill it. So we've, we've filled it with counterfeit stuff. Sometimes we fill it with food. You know, I mean, I'm not talking about just your body. I'm talking about that appetite to just say, you know what? I feel empty inside and I'm going to fill this empty feeling with something. And right now, Doritos just seem to be the best thing. So I run over to the cabinet and I'm crunching, munching down on Doritos. And pretty soon when that whole thing happens, I get my little fix. And I flip on my TV because, you know, I deserve to chill a little bit here. And so I relax and I'm not really careful about what I'm watching because I'm flipping channels. And pretty soon I'm seeing stuff I really didn't want to see and watching all these stupid commercials. And I'm spending five hours a day. Do you know the average uh, American spends five hours a day watching television? And then we're wondering why the stuff is coming out of us that's coming out of us. Out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. We'll see the heart realm, we're going to find out tomorrow, includes the spirit and the soul. It's not just one or the other. And the two have to work together all the time. That's just the way God designed it. Amen. So God said, if you'll give me your empty 
place, whatever that happens to be, I'll turn it into a holy, uh, if you'll give me your empty space, I'll turn it into a holy place. God said, let me fill it. I'm like, all right, that sounds great to me, Holy Spirit. So I began to do that in my own times with God, just devotionally. And then the Lord said, okay, I want to take you a step further, Daniel. He said, here's what happens in praise and worship. He said, you know that awkward time when you're moving prophetically, you're moving by the Spirit of God in worship, and, and you, know, you don't really know what to do next. You've just finished your song, and, and your song list, you know, you've got five songs or whatever, you know, depending on your, your time allotment. And now you're going to fill that, that space with something. You know, well, it's a, it's a scary thing to move in the Holy Ghost sometimes. You know what I'm saying? I mean, not scary devil fear, but scary like, okay, Lord, uh, I feel like you're saying for me to uh, sing uh, something I've never sung before. I, I'm just going to hear you now, I think, and uh, sing something, hopefully, prophetic and not pathetic. You know what I'm saying? And I'm telling you, if you missed Angel's session this morning, you have got to get that CD. It was phenomenal. And if you missed Kent's session this morning, you've got to get that CD because that was phenomenal as well. Amen. But what we're talking about is letting the Spirit of God flow in you and from you in rivers of living water. And how many know God's always now? Amen. Now faith is. God's the I am. He's the always present one. And so when you let God flow, if you're 89 or if you're 8, it doesn't really matter. You just flow in God and let it flow. But the enemy has got us to substitute the Spirit of God for cool and sometimes for songs. In our worship, we filled it with songs. I was a minister of music for a period of time with Dave Duell in Greeley, Colorado years ago. And I'm telling you, we used to meet at a place called Foundation Hall. And this was in the day when we had cassette players. Remember that, you know, when you would do the little portable cassette thing if you wanted to record the, the minister? Well, we had these two ladies that would show up every, every Sunday in uh, this foundation hall place, which was like a long theater kind of style auditorium. And during the worship one Sunday, we got into one of those places, you know, that was kind of quiet and kind of, you know, the holy hush sort of feel. You know, in worship, we have one hand songs and two hand songs. It was a two-hander. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we were there. And in that moment, all of a sudden, I hear this lady, honest to God, punch her cassette player to record, and she holds the recorder up like this as she goes very loudly. And she gives this message in tongues. And the next lady to her had her cassette player. She punches record, and she says, Thus saith the Lord God. I'm like, she did not just say that. Not in my worship service. You know what? I'm never going to have a slow song again to give them space to do that. That's it. I'll show you, you weird, patty, prophecy person. There they were, Tammy Tongues and Patty Prophecy. I'm telling you. It was a duo. 
And so I was just like, I can't believe they're doing this. This is really horrible. And so instead of taking my authority and just correcting it, as I should have done initially, I began to kind of get this funky little thing inside of me, you know, as a worship leader, where it's like, you know what? No, you're not doing that. I'll show you. I'll just fill it with another song. And I'll make it, you know, full. Go ahead and just try to do that over my song. And you know what started happening in me? I started filling up the worship with stuff. And God said to me, Daniel, the reason why you're not seeing the Holy Spirit move corporately as you gather together is because you filled the empty space with stuff. So as a worship leader, you've got to be willing to take the risk to say, Holy Ghost, I'm going to give you some space. I'm going to let the body be the body here. I'm going to let new songs. And you know what? It's scary because we've had weird stuff happen in the body of Christ. Hey, I lived in Tulsa. I was there when the feathers came down. Oh, yeah. You're looking at me like, what? Oh, yeah. We had a lady who was prophesying one time, quote, unquote, and as she's praying and doing her thing, you know, they caught her on videotape by slowing the film down. She was kind of a Catherine Kuhlman wannabe, and she had taken feathers and stuffed them up her sleeve, and as she was praising God and encouraging everyone to worship, oh, worship God, worship God, the Holy Ghost is here. Well, I mean, if, you, if you're living under an old covenant, at that point you kind of go, oh, I'm so glad he finally showed up. But if you're living under a new covenant, you want to go, of course he's here. I brought him with me. He's living in me. Why wouldn't he be here? And if we resort to pulling feathers out of our sleeves and going like this, so that the Holy Spirit is manifest. I'm like, oh God. I love what Dr. Stewart said. (laughs) I'll never forget this. Here she is, you know, pulling the feathers out of her sleeve. And the Holy Ghost is manifest. And Dr. Stewart said, who shot him? (laughs) Come on. I mean, honey, I've seen some weirdness. You know what I'm saying? I have seen some weird stuff. And you know, you've been in those services where somebody thinks they have a prophetic song and it's kind of embarrassing. It's like mostly pathetic, you know, but you know what I'm saying? It's kind of awkward and, you know, sure as shooting, you know, the day that you invite your next door neighbor to church is when it all happens. (laughs) It's weird, isn't it? It was totally a safe place until you invited your neighbor. And then, like, it's not bad enough, that week is when Tammy Tongues and Patty Prophecy (laughs) sit right behind them. So, you know, as worship leaders and as pastors and leaders, we just kind of started kind of evolving into this thing where we're like, "Mm mm-mm, I don't think so. Not on my watch. I don't care what you do, do something, just fill it. See, because if you give space, you open up the opportunity 
for possibly something to kind of not be totally professional. When, let me ask you, when did Jesus ever tell us our worship should be professional? Ever. Ever. Should we have excellence? Absolutely. We should have excellence. But let me tell you something. You know where excellence comes from? 1 Corinthians 13. Yet I show unto you a more excellent way. What is it? The love of God. See, when you minister in the love of God and the grace of God, and you begin to understand who you are in Christ and who Christ is in you, a whole different sound begins to emerge in worship. You can sing the same song. I tell people, you know what? You could sing Mary Had a Little Lamb, and people would go, that's right, and his name was Jesus. <laughs> and they'd get saved. When the Holy Ghost is, is ministering through you, see, there's life in it, there's energy in it. It's not that dead stuff, and we're not just filling it with a bunch of activity and calling it worship. No, it's something that's alive. It's something that's, that's, that's fresh. It's something that's now. And so God says, give me that, give me that empty space, and I'll turn it into, an, uh, into a holy place. Don't turn there, but write this down if you're taking notes. John 20, 11 and 12. In the tomb, the disciples ran to the tomb one day, and there was an angel at the head. There was an angel at the feet. But Jesus wasn't there. He had arisen. What was there? Empty space. You know what this picture is? Remember the Ark of the Covenant? Remember the cherubim? Angels facing. God said in Exodus, there is where I will meet with you. Where was there? Empty space. There was nothing there. God said, that's where I'll speak to you. You want to know why you're not hearing God so good? Because you're not giving him space. You're filling it with your stereo. You're filling it with your shower tunes. Do we really need a CD player in our shower? We've got so much static. You know, Bible says there are so many voices and all of them with significance. They all have 1 Corinthians 13. You know, there's all these different voices and they all have significance. But you know what happens? They become like noise pollution to our inner man. And we're so programmed that we can't even sleep now without the sound of the ocean. And in Colorado, there's just something wrong about that. We've got to have the little thing next to our bed that goes, oh, I feel so much better now. I'm telling you, we're programmed with all this stuff filling our inner man. So when we come to church and somebody actually gives some empty space in the worship service, we're like, oh, that's kind of weird. What they do, forget their song list? We're going to find out from Scripture tomorrow that the Bible commands us to sing in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. 
Colossians 3.16. Whoo, glory to God. What does that look like? Well, we're going to talk about that, but we don't have time to do that tonight. Praise God. But God's got a whole different plan for what worship should be looking like for a new covenant believer. And I'm telling you what, God will speak to us through that empty space if we'll just allow him some room to move. Now, I want to ask you tonight, why are we singing some of these worship songs with lyrics that are always asking God to show up? I just want to stand up and go, he's here. I brought him with me. And so did you. Now, we understand to some level that what we're usually talking about is his manifest presence. You know, I know I have him living in me. But, oh, God, would you just come, Lord? Would you just come? No, God can't come. He's already here. He already came. The second chapter of Acts talks about how God came by his spirit. God poured out his spirit in the second chapter of Acts. And he has never left. So now it's up to us to move in him. To get filled with the Holy Ghost. And as we get filled with the Holy Ghost, something amazing begins to happen. Because whenever you see someone getting filled with the Holy Ghost, there was always a speaking forth that came. Holy Ghost was poured out in Acts chapter 2. Amen? It says, and suddenly there was a sound from heaven. Love that. Amen? The sound from heaven was the sound of a mighty rushing wind. But that sound came when the Holy Ghost was poured out. And it hasn't left. There's something powerful about the sound of worship. And you know what? There's something powerful about when you as the body of Christ worship together. We're going to talk about how spiritual songs including sing, include singing in other tongues. As well as singing prophetically. Singing by the Spirit of God. doesn't mean you have to stand up and give a prophecy for somebody. No. It just means you allow the life of God to flow out of you. Apostle Paul said, I'll sing with the Spirit and I'll sing with the understanding. I'll pray with the Spirit and I'll pray with the understanding. But what's happened in our churches is because of some of the weirdness and some of the abuses and whatever, now we've just backed off of all of that. Find a church now where they actually sing in tongues. It's by far the exception because we don't want to turn off the unbelievers. Right? I mean, it's a sweet thought, but it's stupid. <laughs> you know why? Because the church is not for unbelievers. We as the church are supposed to be going out to where the unbelievers are, not asking the unbelievers to come in to where we're gathering as believers. Now, are they welcome? Absolutely, they're welcome to come into our gatherings. But you know what? We've designed the whole church service around unbelievers. We don't move in the gifts. We don't prophesy. We don't minister healing to anybody anymore. We've replaced deliverance with counseling. I mean, it's messy. I mean, we, we, you know, we used to do that stuff, but it's just weird. You know, I, I prayed for a lady one time to get delivered, and dear God, she just screamed. (laughs) 
It was embarrassing. My neighbor came that Sunday. I'm telling you, we got to go through detox when we get to heaven. <laughs> it's going to be really different up there than what people think. You can read about it in Revelation. The Apostle John began to describe it, and he said the praise was so loud it sounded like thunderous waterfalls. Everything bowing and declaring. And, there was a tape a few years ago. And I say tape because it was old enough to be cassette tape years ago. And it was a recording, supposedly, of a church worship service. And maybe it was. I mean, I you know, probably need to be careful with this. But um, somebody gave it to me and said, oh, wait till you hear this. This is so incredible. You are going to be so blessed. They recorded the angels singing with them in worship. Wow, really? That is awesome. Okay. I, I put it in my cassette player. And this is what it sounded like. For 60 minutes on a cassette tape, it was this. I'm thinking this is it. We're all waiting to get there to hear. I said, God, I know this is probably supposed to bless me, but I'm getting really depressed. This is the sound of heaven? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, come on, guys. We just had Don Moen here last night. I mean, Mr. Integrity, music guy. Mr. President of Integrity Media for 20 however years. I don't care how awesome the worship song is. Imagine singing the same song for a year. 24 hours a day. The same song for a year. Imagine singing it for five years, 10 years, 15 years, a thousand years. Are you getting the picture? I'm just getting depressed. I'm thinking about what are we going to do? I mean, we're just going to all sit around and play harps and do the. For eternity? I mean, after 30 minutes, people kind of get fidgety in a worship service. <laughs> and as I'm picturing this whole thing in my mind, Spirit God says, I, I told you what it sounded like in Revelation. I, I told you what it looked like. I said, you did? He goes, yeah. That's not the sound of heaven. You want to know what the sound of heaven is? It's the sound of every kindred, every tribe, every nation, every people group crying out with worship from inside out. What does it sound like when people from Africa worship God? Have you been there? Oh, is there a sound? Oh, yeah. Is there a sound from people from China? That's probably closer to that tape thing, but, you know. 
just kidding. <laughs> Bad. The sound of every nation before the throne of God, worshiping in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. You know what the sound of many nations is? It's the sound of many waters. And as we come together as the body of Christ, it's going to be multicultural. It's going to be multi-generational. I told Angel when I called her, I said, girl, we need some chocolate in this seminar. Come on. <laughs> Woo! Glory to God. Absolutely, everybody has a place. Is there a place for kind of classical kind of music in the body of Christ? Absolutely. Why not? Why can't we redeem styles of music and bring it into the body of Christ and let it glorify God? Hallelujah. While you're here this week, one of my prayers for you has been that I want you to take your imagination, spiritually speaking, and imagine what worship could be like if we worshiped by the Spirit of God. Just begin to think about it. What's going to look like for you? you know, if, if you're from Tennessee, it's going to sound a little different than if you're from Brooklyn. When I ministered in New York, they thought I was hilarious because I would sing songs like... Um, uh, our God is an awesome God. And they'd all go, our God. <laughs> They're thinking, no, it's not God, it's God. <laughs> our God. <laughs> Am I right? You know, it's that East Coast thing. They just sound different when they say it, you know? Come on, let's get a cup of coffee. Coffee? You need to learn how to talk. I'll tell you, it just comes out different. It's a different sound. Amen? When you're from there, it's going to sound different than it does from here. But we blend it all together and something really wonderful and supernatural begins to happen by the Spirit of God. And when we have the freedom that is represented by the grace of God, I'm telling you, we're going to see God doing amazing things because that's always what's been in God's heart to do. We've just been restricting him. Why do we have to wait for healings to happen in a healing line? Why can't they be happening during worship? Because nobody's teaching on it. Did last night. Amen. So we've got to model it. What does it look like? What does it sound like? When you're flowing in the prophetic, how do you stay out of the weird? Show me. Teach me. Model it. And you know what's happening in our worship today? When we get done with a known song in our song list, and we want to kind of take some time to selah, as, as Psalms talk about, which word in the Hebrew actually means to calmly pause and reflect on what was just said. And sometimes you just need to give some space to think about what was just said, you know, or what was just sung. And what happens now is um, there, there was a time in the body of Christ when this was more prevalent than it is now. But if, if you were to release the congregation to just begin to sing with the Spirit, most people have no idea what to do. It gets kind of weird feeling, you know what I'm saying? You kind of you go there for a few minutes and 
you know, maybe sing in tongues for a little bit and then say, Lord, I love you. Thank you. And okay, I'm done now. Mr. Worship person, you can stop and move on to the next song because I, I did that tongues thing and said I love you. And, you know, see, we don't know how to just let God arise and let the Spirit of God flow through us in rivers of living water. Let the Spirit language within us have a place in our singing and in our praying and watch the two come together as Kent Henry so beautifully has modeled for so much of the body of Christ for so many years. You know, bringing prayer and worship together. See, by the Spirit of God, I believe God wants to transform us into a whole new model, a whole new DNA, a whole new genetic of worship that is going to bring the power of God manifest because it's in us already. We just have to learn how to release it by the Spirit of God instead of trying to activate it by the realm of our soul or just a decision of our... I loved what Angel said earlier when she said, you know, regarding the getting delivered from the panic attack, bless God, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to do this. See, that's what we do with worship. But when we say, Lord, it's not about me saying, I'm going to do this. What do you want to do in this service today? And so what's happened is we've turned worship into a time for us to get charismatic therapy. It's our time to feel good. I didn't feel very good when I came in, but I know that as soon as we have our worship time, I'm going to feel a lot better. And how many know there is a benefit? You do feel better after worship, don't you? But if that becomes our motivation, we've turned it into charismatic therapy. We're coming to worship God in order to feel better. There's a better way to worship. I guarantee you, if you exalt God and lift up his name above every other name, your feelings will eventually come in line. Because you know what? When you begin to activate by the Spirit of God, it begins to flow up through your soul. Your will starts to come into balance to the will of God. Your mind begins to focus on the things of God. And your emotions become filled with the Spirit of God instead of your emotions controlling you. And all of a sudden, God begins to just emerge out of your eyeballs. Out of, out of everything that you are, your mouth, everything about you becomes like God flowing out of you. And so instead of coming to, to, to church in order to get, you come on the weekends in order to give. You come to minister to somebody else because you're already so full, you can't wait to bless somebody else. Such as I have, well, if you don't know you have it, how can you give it? You got to know you have it in order to give it. See, and we're going to talk about that tomorrow as well out of Hebrews. When the Bible says, as you see the day of his return approaching, so much more. You need to be exhorting one another, encouraging one another, building one another up. Man, if there was ever a time when the body of Christ needed to be connected and be building one another up, and how many know that's what the gifts of the Spirit are for? They're to profit with all. In other words, everybody should be blessed and ministered to by how God is flowing through you, not you coming just to get your little charismatic goosebump buzz thing going on. Right? Is this, is this okay? Am I being too hard? I'm telling you, we, we need to come into balance to what Scripture teaches so that we can worship in spirit and in truth. The word of God is full of insight 
on how to flow with the Spirit of God if we'll just allow God to be God through us. <laughs> Ooh, glory to God. You ever been in a service where the Holy Spirit begins to move in some kind of a financial giving blessing kind of way? You ever been one of those times when it's a Holy Ghost thing? And the Holy Ghost just gives some kind of directive. And pretty soon, the Holy Spirit is prompting you and bearing witness with your spirit that you need to get in on this now. And, and I'm not talking about what Andrew was talking about earlier with that hypey stuff. Man, dear God, we've seen enough of that to last a lifetime. Praise God. But when it's by the Spirit of God, you can't wait to get in it. I was at a service one time with Norval Hayes where people were literally just throwing money on the platform. They were taking jewelry off, taking watches. You know what I'm saying? I mean, stuff that was even precious to you or dear to you. You know, you're like, in that moment, you're just like, you know what? I, I know, I'm, I heard the Holy Ghost say, get in on this. And I, I'm going to get in on this now. Well, see, if we move like that as a congregation, as a gathering of people together, I'm telling you, we're going to see incredible things take place. Because we're going to be finally aligned with God's purpose and plan for the body of Christ. But there is a process to it. And we're going to talk about that tomorrow morning a little bit more because we don't really have time tonight to do that. My model used to be to always enter the gates with thanksgiving. <laughs> Remember that, Pat? We began every service, you know, enter the gates, Psalm 100, verse 4, with thanksgiving. And how many know that that's a good thing to do? But see, what we did was we substituted it. We thought that we had to do that in our spirit man, not realizing that we were already seated with Christ in the heavenly places. So you can't get into the Holy of Holies through Thanksgiving. The only way you can get in the Holy of Holies is by the blood of the Lamb. He's the one that made the way. And in your spirit man, that's where you're seated right now is with him in heavenly places. So every Sunday, I was trying to get in the spirit. Bless God, thanksgiving, hallelujah, I can do this. Glory to God. Only back in the day, it was glory to God. Remember those songs? Somebody said, have we moved off of that? See, styles come and go, but worship's not a style. It's a lifestyle. Praise God. And so what we've got to understand is this whole realm of the soul is where we make our approach to God as we draw near. There's a drawing near, but it happens from the Spirit of God in us, seated with Him in heavenly places. And as the Spirit of God begins to fill our soul, this is where we make the approach to draw near makes all the difference in the world. You know what I believe your will is? Your will is like the gate. Because you know what? Your will lets in or keeps out. And when your will says yes to God, and you begin to open up your will, where the soul, spirit, soul, body, amen? In your soul is your will, your mind, and your emotions, and I, I believe also your personality. There's more than just that, you know, three area. Uh, I believe even your conscience is in the realm of your soul. And Andrew teaches this as well. And uh, all of this area is a very, very, very strategic, important area when it comes to worship. 
But if we activate from this realm, it'll always be a counterfeit. We have got to activate from the spirit of God within our spirit and allow that to fill us up and flow out from us. And so that's where we're going to discover how that gate, that will that says, I either will or I won't. And how many know when you say, I won't even God, even God. Do you know you can go to hell if you choose to reject Jesus? Is it God's will for you to go to hell? No. But God loves you so much that he gave you a free will to choose his plan. That will is that strong. It can keep out or let in. And when our will says yes to the spirit of God, that's the beginning place. And you know what? The greatest way to do that is through thanksgiving. You begin to give thanks and in grace is thanksgiving. Ooh, I tell you what, what Andrew ministered last night, if you weren't here last night, you got to get the CD. It's awesome because in that place of grace is the place of thanksgiving. And as we allow our will to become filled with the spirit of God, all of a sudden our will that was just a few minutes earlier, maybe in the back of the church doing this thing, used to, this used to be my goal as a worship leader. When I saw some guy back there like this, I was like, okay, buddy, I'm coming after you. I'm going to get those arms unfolded, bless God. And I tried to huff and puff and blow the house down, and I, I ended up with an ulcer. It didn't work. How many know God can't even get that guy's arms down? If he chooses to do this, God goes, okay, it's your choice. I told you to choose life, and obviously you're choosing death, but it is your choice. Heaven's way better than hell. Jesus came to give life and give it more abundantly. So see, what we do is if we understand this principle, when we begin to enter in with thanksgiving, we allow the, the life of God to fill us up and begin to uh, fill our mind with the word of God and the spirit of God always agree. And as our mind and our will and our emotions become transformed, all of a sudden, that transformational worship thing that we're talking about, where anything can happen in the Holy Ghost and probably will, but it's all going to be good because it's God. <sighs> Life of God just begins to come forth because now nothing's hindering it. It's flowing in rivers of living water. I'm telling you, God wants to activate us tonight, church, by the Spirit of God. Not by the realm of the soul, but by the Holy Ghost within us. Hallelujah. He doesn't want us to just be born of the Holy Spirit. He wants us to live filled with the Holy Ghost. And when you're living filled with the Holy Ghost, you're going to be speaking among yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. You're going to be prophesying. You're going to be laying hands on the sick. You're going to be, uh, these signs will follow those who believe. I mean, those signs are following those who believe. See? We're not going to dumb down and just do this whole neutralized thing and no longer have a voice in our culture because we don't want to offend anybody. Praise God. It's time to be a voice and not an echo. Amen. It's time to let the Holy Spirit fill us to overflowing so that when we leave gatherings like this and go to restaurants and, and see a waitress like we did just the other day, I'm, I'm telling you, just day before yesterday, divine appointment when we went to go get lunch. This little waitress comes and, and she begins to minister to us and pretty soon we're having a Holy Ghost connection moment right there in that restaurant. That's what God wants to see. 
We can't bring transformation to our cities until we have transformation in our worship. And I believe that it's time. How many of you believe it's time? Now, are there things that we're going to learn along the way? Absolutely. Are there going to be times when it's kind of messy? Yeah, probably. But you know what? When, we, when it needs to be corrected, we'll correct it. We won't back up and go, okay, you know, Patty Prophecy person, I'll show you. No. We'll just lovingly say, you know what, that's out of order. In the name of Jesus, we bring correction to that now. And we speak to it. That's what a father would do. If your son was standing on the dining table, you wouldn't just go, oh, that's cute. <laughs> right? I mean, you would bring correction because that's what you do when you're a father, when you're a mother. Amen. And, and when you're on somebody's side and they know you're for them and not against them, I'm telling you, it makes all the difference in the world. That's love. See? And church, I, I know you know this already, but I'm going to tell you one more time. I am for you. Do you hear me? Every one of you tonight, those of you who are watching online, I am for you. And I want to see God's best in your life. I don't want to see a counterfeit. I don't want to see a substitute. I don't want to see a bunch of human activity called stuff. I want to see God's best for you. You want to go there? All right, praise God. Amen, let's stand. I know I've kept you a little bit long tonight. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I just feel like some of you tonight have really had some dreams ripped out from underneath you. There's been expectations that were unmet. You've allowed the enemy to come in and... You know, I, I told a group today, I said, I don't know how many, I guess it was in healing school, saw the movie. I have grandkids, you know, Tracy and I have three grandkids. So, you know, we watched the little movie, uh, Little Mermaid, with our grandkids one time. How many have seen that little Disney movie? Remember in that movie, Ursula? When she comes to steal the voice of the Little Mermaid? I'm telling you, that's the enemy. That is what the enemy is trying to do in the body of Christ right now. He's trying to steal our voice. Get us to shut up because it's culturally not cool to be a voice when it comes to the kingdom of God. It's okay to be a voice for any other thing, but not for the kingdom of God. See? And, and we've neutralized. We've gone into this place of just becoming numb. And, and we don't want to feel anything anymore because we don't want to be moved by our feelings. You know? And, and praise God, we shouldn't be moved by our feelings, but our feelings should be filled with the Holy Ghost so that we can express praise that has passion in it. Because passion for His presence will produce compassion for the lost. We've got to allow the Holy Spirit to be who the Holy Spirit is in us, so He can be the Holy Spirit through us. Is this making sense? So, as we gather as the body of Christ, I just sense that a lot of you tonight have had stuff that you've just let get ripped out of you. Amen? And I want to turn that thing around for you tonight, guys. Man, this is our hour. This is our time. And earlier in the service, 
my, my friend, Kent Henry, had a word from God. And I'm going to ask Kent, if you would, Kent, just to come up. Um, I don't even know where the... Oh, there it is. Andrew's got a mic right there. Okay. And uh, just share this word with you as we're just in this Holy Ghost moment. Praise you, Lord God. Come on, just lift your hands to the Lord. And let's just honor Him tonight for a few minutes. We're not going to keep you long, but just let the Holy Spirit begin to minister to you. It got buried. It got. Yeah. It got killed. Yeah. If there's a vision that the Lord gave you, come on. It seemed like somebody cursed it or said, "Well, you're not smart enough. You're not anointed enough. Get out of your seats." I'd be running if I were you. Come on. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be ashamed. Come on. No, there's prophecies over your life. There is. is There is yet the unfulfilled prophetic words. Some of you said, "I I just shelved it." I, I just, you know, I mean. There's hundreds of us in the room tonight. This is going to be unusual. I don't really care how long it takes. Get out the oil. Wherever the oil is at in this building. I don't know if there's some on this altar area, but I'm going to ask Andrew, anybody that's prayer servant, staff, leadership people, Daniel, and um, I want Joe to come out and start praying for Joe. Joe's turning 50. He was doing rehearsal day. I walked by and said, bro, I love your life. Look at you, man. You're blowing stuff up for Jesus. But I said, you got a mentor three right now. 
in the next year or two, it's not good enough to have one Joe. We need three Joes. Matter of fact, we'll take three males and three females, just like Joe. You see, it's the time of mentoring and multiplication is on us now. So get out the oil. Somebody on staff start moving. Yeah. I don't know where it's at, Some but of you are get staff. out. Just if you got a huge box, I don't care if you got to go to the people. food pantry and get it out. Tracy, come on. You see, people are weeping already, but I want Joe, some of the teachers, Angel, where's Angel at? Get out here and start. You're going to start. Those of you who are students that are listen, prime ministers, don't go fast. Tonight, uh, th- listen, this is a worship conference. We don't, this is better Here's than Tracy. bowling, Jesus. Just put some on your fingers. And they're going to come, and everybody get oil on your hands. I mean, these are, I, people say, how do you lead worship, Ken? It's by visions I get in the Holy Spirit. I saw it all day long. Oil was on your forehead. And God said, they're going to the next level. The level jump is here right now. I am coming to release the treasure I put in you. I was there when your bones were formed in your yeah. mother's womb. That is so personal, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I was there when your bones... I put gifts in you in your mother's womb. They're coming. They're coming alive, coming alive. Coming alive, the dreams are alive, the visions come to life, new life, new life, new life, they're coming alive, yeah, yeah, dreams are alive, there's a break, you sense it right there, oh my God, Jesus, Prophecies are being renewed tonight. All the words that were spoken over you. All the words that were spoken. Prophetic words yet unfulfilled are coming alive. Yeah. Dreams coming back to life. Lazarus come forth from the grave. Yeah. Lazarus, come forth. The dream. New life. New life. 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 And life. Yeah. Yeah. Come alive. I'm telling you, it's happening right now. It's happening right now. Dreams, visions, and prophecies. All delay has ended concerning the words over your life in Jesus' name. He said, I'm coming to mine the treasure I put in my earthen vessels. This is the word of God tonight. He said, I'm coming right now. Jesus himself said, I'm going to mine the treasure. That's awesome, ain't it, bro? Blue shirt. He's coming to mine the treasure. This is just beginning. This is not over, buddy. Woo! This is just starting now. He said, I'm going to unearth all the gifts, all the anointings. That's right, bro. That's right. That's right. You heard it right here. Ooh, new life. Dreams are alive. Visions are coming back to life. All the prophecies are coming to pass. Yeah. Come on, believe God. That banner on the back wall. We dare to believe it tonight, Lord. You can't stop the train. Jesus is driving this train. He said, I'm coming to mine the treasure. I put in my holy vessels. Yeah. I'm coming to unearth the gift.
talents and the abilities I'm coming to mind the anointings I put in you dreams alive dreams are coming back to life Sense the rain, sense the rain. It's raining in the sanctuary right here tonight. The rain is for the plants of the Lord. It's raining, it's raining in the spirit realm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that tree planted by the streams of living water, and I'm gonna be like the tree planted by the streams of living water, healing rain, anointing rain, healing rain. Anointing rain, oh my God, yes Lord, yeah, oh my, the tears are flowing in the house, unmovable will be unshakable, cause our roots go down so deep, unmovable, unshakable, new life has come, life, yeah, oh unmovable, Unshakable because my roots go down so deep in you, unmovable. It's a new day, girl. It's a new, yeah, no, I'm talking to you right there. It's awesome, ain't it? From tears to joy, it's a new day. It's gonna happen. You're awesome. You're not, uh, I break every word curse over your life in Jesus' name right now. Go free in the name. We break the power of every word curse now. They fall as ashes at our feet, God. All the negative, dark sayings that people spoke over our life. Freedom, 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 let it rain. Freedom, 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 freedom. We break the power. We keep going, God. All the people that were naysayers, they said you weren't smart enough. They were liars. They said you weren't anointed enough. That's a lie. That's a lie. You're going to become the awesome worship vessels. God spoke over your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I am gonna be like that tree <laughs> planted by the streams of living water my god something tremendous is going on in this house right here don't move just just linger in it hang out in it 
Na 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 na. Hey, it's the summer of 2011. They say, where were you at? I was at the altar, Jack. Praise God. I had freedom in the Lord come over my soul. Yeah, yeah. Come on, you guys, to keep paying attention. People are still getting prayer right now. Don't unplug. If you were up here, you'd want people to pay attention while they're getting prayed for. Yeah, yeah, Your roots go down real deep, God, unmovable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the goodness of the Lord. Surely goodness and mercy will follow you. Follow me all the days of my life. Goodness and mercy. Surely goodness and mercy are following me all the days of my life. Yeah. Surely goodness and mercy. Oh, that is so strong. say it again new life is coming to dreams to visions you're not giving up now we're too far into the game we're not stopping now 40 14 we're not stopping now the therapy and the healing of the Lord blessing and glory and honor and power forever blessing and glory and honor and power Blessing and glory and honor and power forever. Yeah, yeah. Be blessing and glory and honor and power forever. As we rededicate and reconsecrate our lives tonight, hear me. We're going to rededicate our hearts right now to the mission and the purpose of the gifts and callings of the Almighty. To Him who sits on the throne, how many remember? And to Him who sits on the throne and unto the On the throne, yeah. 
and until the day we dedicate our lives afresh and anew tonight God be blessing and glory and honor and power for it we reconsecrate our hearts to you Lord be blessing and glory and honor and power forever be blessing and glory and honor and we sing it with all the angels tonight God yeah be blessing and glory and honor power forever to him who sits to him who sits on and unto the consecrate and rededicate our lives to you the gifts the talents the abilities and the anointings God 
we say yes to all your promises over our life. I say it again, you were there when we were formed in our mother's womb. A bunch of Esthers for such a time as this. We're going to sing and play and prophesy over cities and nations before it's over, Lord. We're going after abandoned people groups, people that have been left in the dust, the outcasts. So we reconsecrate our lives to sing, sing, to play, play, to prophesy, prophesy. Sing, sing, sing till I'm, I'm never done. Play, play, play and prophesy. We're not stopping now, Lord. We're not stopping now. We're going to sing, sing, sing. Gary, yeah, sing, sing, sing and prophesy. Bible schools rule, bro. Bible schools are important, man. Yeah, we're gonna play, play, play. We're gonna play, play, play and prophesy. Yeah, yeah, to the end of the age, God. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna sing, sing, sing. Gonna sing, sing, sing and prophesy. Come on, angel. play 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 we're gonna play 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 the music God we're gonna play 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 and prophesy yeah yeah sing we're gonna sing 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 uh, gonna sing 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 and prophesy we release your glory tonight God yeah, play, 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 and prophesy. Yeah, be blessing, be blessing, and glory, and honor, and power for sits on the throne man be blessing and glory and, uh, it's a new day bro it's a new day it ain't old day yeah you got this vest on it's a new day bro it's not old day this is a new day it's a new time be blessed <laughs> glory and honor and power for ministry of harp and bowl God music and worship prayer and intercession God we thank you for the calling on our life just hang out for another minute kind of soak it in I want you to close your eyes just stand before the Lord we're always in such a hurry yes Lord we thank you for a holy release tonight the activation, dreams, visions, and prophecies, new life. Lazarus is coming forth from the grave. Hey, 
a real worship conference. We actually worshiped at the worship conference. Thank you. going on. It's still going on. It ain't stopped yet. watches over psalm 91 we're dwelling under the shadow of the almighty and the shelter of the most high god Ah. this is the year of psalm 91 he's covering over he's covering over he's covering over this is the year of psalm 91 take it home with you sing it make up a song sing and pray the word of god i tell you i can't get this off my spirit sing and pray the word of god and everything daniel's saying Everything Andrew was teaching last night. If we just keep singing and praying the word.
super heavy I've always taught all my worship leading students Here's, but I want you to just make your way back to your seats and I know it's almost 1030 but if you don't do it here you can do it you get, journal what happened to you it's so important to keep track of this stuff so I want you to make your way slowly back to your seats I'm going to dismiss you in a few minutes here but it's so good man I see people still like you know they're in the river it's sweet stuff 
That's what a worship conference is for. But I want you to journal what the Lord spoke to you during your prayer time tonight, what He was speaking, what He was saying. It's so important. And if you got a cruise because you got people with you, that's no problem. You can do it when you get back to your hotel if you're staying in a home, wherever you're staying, but don't make a mistake. Just close your eyes for a minute, everybody. Just close your eyes. Rewind the videotape and what do you want God to magnify now that tonight as you go home, this is your adult lullaby. <laughs> Just close your eyes and rewind the video. What was it that he spoke to you that was so heavy, so profound? You have brought me to a higher place, higher ground, higher ground in you. You have brought me to a higher plane, higher ground. And here's Angel's song for that panic attack. You are my hiding place. I am surrounded with songs of deliverance. I'm 32 from now on. And you are my hiding place I am surrounded with songs of deliverance you are my hiding place I am surrounded by songs of deliverance you are my Surround me before you get on a plane every time. Songs of deliverance, Psalm 32. You are my hiding place. You surround me. I'm surrounded with songs of deliverance. You are my hiding place. You surround me. Songs of deliverance, I'm standing on higher ground. We're standing on higher ground. The flood of circumstances cannot reach me here. I'm standing on higher ground. I'm standing on higher ground. The flood of circumstances. They cannot reach me here. I'm standing on high, standing on high ground. The foot of circumstances, they cannot reach me here on higher ground. You got it. This is Psalm 32. Higher ground, yeah. The foot of circumstances, they cannot reach my spirit here. You are my hiding place. You surround me. God, it's so good. With songs of deliverance. You are my hiding place. You surround me. It's got its own power. Do it again. Yeah. You are my 
surround me Songs of deliverance You are my hiding place You surround me Songs of deliverance Cause I'm on higher ground I'm on higher ground The flood of circumstances Cannot reach me here I'm living on higher ground That's right Yeah, I'm living on higher ground <laughs> The flood of circumstances Cannot reach my spirit here Yeah, I'm standing on higher ground Yeah, I'm standing on higher ground Yeah The flood of circumstances Cannot reach me I'm standing on I'm standing on high ground Yeah I said the flood of circumstances Cannot reach me You are my hiding place You are my hiding place You surround me Songs of deliverance You are my hiding place You are my hiding place I'm surrounded With songs of deliverance hiding place I am surrounded with songs of deliverance kiss kiss the Lord says good night kiss you're taking it home with this is your adult lullaby <laughs> isn't that awesome I still want a lullaby man I sing to my I got four granddaughters and a grandson I sing to them they love it Papa sing to me alright here we go in my hiding place you have surrounded me the songs of, okay so one more time I'm standing on higher ground I'm living on higher ground the flood of circumstances cannot reach my spirit there and the Lord you're my hiding place yes you are my hiding place that's exactly who he is the flood of circumstances that cannot read. Come on, everybody, what you got? You are my, you are my hiding place. Flood of circum, flood of circumstances cannot reach me here in you. You are my hiding place. You are my hiding place. Flood of circumstances cannot reach me here. Be of good cheer. Yeah, he said, I've overcome the world. Joy unspeakable, full of glory. Yeah. Joy, 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 joy. Joy, 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 joy. 
cry now, joy, 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 joy. After a night like this, you gotta say joy, 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 joy. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Praise the Lord God. Hallelujah. Now let's do that again. Just stand up and just let that arise from your spirit, man. What you just did. Just let that shout come out. Come on. Let it come out. Let this shout come out. Just let it come out. Let it come out. Just let it come out. Let it come out. Hallelujah. Lord God, thank you so much for who you are and what you did tonight. Lord, thank you for Kent and, and for just him being obedient to the prophetic word that you laid in, on his heart earlier in the evening. And thank you, Lord God, for Andrew and Jamie and all that they have done to make this place available to us tonight. Lord God, I thank you for uh, all the, the wonderful team that it's taken to uh, for this conference to even be a reality, for even it to be a possibility. And Lord, I thank you for what you've done by the Spirit tonight. <laughs> oh, Lord God, you are awesome. And we thank you, Lord God, that the new is way better. I've had the old, I'm going to go with the new. Lord, we thank you for it. I just speak blessing over every person here tonight. Lord God, I pray that you would just bless them as they go home tonight, go to their hotels, wherever they're going. Lord God, thank you. We are blessed. I know that. But Lord, I just thank you that that blessing goes with them now, that this isn't something that just lasts for a little bit and then fades away. No, this is a whole new thing. Lord God, that you brought forth from the Spirit in our spirit and now flowing out of us in rivers of living water. And we give you thanks and we give you praise for it. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Why don't you high-five somebody and tell them, I told you this was going to be good for you tonight. Good night, everybody. We love you. Praise God.